0: Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and in this episode of Unruffled, I'm going to respond to a question from a mom whose efforts to establish limits with her 10-month-old are not really having the desired effect, to say the least. It's really all about her tone, so in this episode, I'm going to try to help this mom and others figure out how to nail the tone. Before I begin, just a quick reminder that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com and in paperback and ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. So, here's the note Lauren wrote to me. Hi Janet, I've been practicing rye with my 10-month-old on a regular basis. I've also been setting limits with the definitive tone you suggest. But recently he's been laughing when I say no especially when he pulls my hair. I say no very sternly, and he starts giggling. Any suggestions? Okay, so first of all, I feel a bit remiss in that I might not have been clear in my writing. Uh, I think the words that I use often are confident and firm, and I've noticed that people misinterpret that a bit for stern. Stern as in a furrowed brow, and very serious expression, something a bit more forced than I'm trying to suggest. So uh, I'm sorry if I've given that impression. And let's think for a minute why why we would be stern in a situation like this. We've got a 10-month-old baby. (laughs) He's flapping his arms at us and pulling our hair. All of these are just, you know, experiments at this age. They do become more... Deliberate as children get older, for sure. But at this point, it's a little experiment. And then he's got a stern response. Now, stern is usually one of two things. It's either that we are trying to make a point and trying to make an expression that will teach our child the right lesson. I think my acting teacher would have called that, I don't know if he used the word bad acting, but he would call that acting. You're acting. Um, And your audience knows when you're acting. (laughs) Instead, really embody the role. And in this case, that would be embody your role as this much bigger, stronger, more mature leader in your child's life. If we're that person and we're seeing a tiny child waving their arms at us, we're not going to need to be stern. We're just going to need to stop our child. No, I don't want you to do that. I won't let you hit. I'm going to stop you. I see you really feel like hitting. And our subjects might be, don't worry, I'm always going to stop you when you do these little crazy impulsive things. So that's one reason we might be stern. Another reason is that we are legitimately angry. And that's not going to help us either. Being angry, it's going to happen sometimes, of course. I mean, we're human and we're going to have days where we get to the end of our rope But being angry on a regular basis with our children is going to create more issues because it doesn't help them to feel safe and comfortable in our leadership. It's scary. It's scary to have an angry parent. So that's what stern feels like to a child. It either feels like bad acting or an angry parent, and neither one of those things are going to help them to feel comfortable and stop the behavior. Now, another reason we might feel that we need to make a stern face is that maybe we think that our child needs this kind of performance to be able to get our message. Maybe we believe that they can't understand something more subtle. But actually, the opposite is true. Young children, especially babies and toddlers, they are so hyper-aware. That's why they get overstimulated so easily. So they actually need less of our performance. <laughs> they need us to dial it way down. They're picking up our thoughts. They're picking up our feelings. They're picking up our worries. <laughs> All of that is coming through. They definitely don't need overacting. Just real. And that's kind of freeing for us because we, we can embody this role and just be real. No, I don't want you to do that. I don't like that. Another um, reaction that isn't helpful that parents sometimes do is, uh, Ouch, that's really hurting. Why are you hurting me? Again, that makes the child feel, Whoa, I've got all this power in my little hand here to hurt this giant person that I really need to take care of me and be my leader. That's scary. Let me try again and hope that they don't do that again, because that, that was really scary. So they do it again. And then they might even get hooked into a kind of, you know, negative attention or they might feel guilty. I mean, oftentimes when, when we are vulnerable, again, once in a while, we're going to be vulnerable. We're going to be human. We're going to be angry. But if that's the norm, then children are going to feel guilty. Wow. I make people feel bad. I, make, I can crush people emotionally. I must be a really bad guy, or, you know, I'm responsible for everybody's feelings. All these things that we don't want to saddle on a tiny child. So whether it's our child hitting us, pulling our hair, kicking us, anything they might do, understand that it's, first of all, that it's normal behavior, expected behavior, nothing to worry about, nothing to feel threatened by. Stop your child doing the least possible thing you need to do. So not overreacting, now I'm going to put you down and walk into the other room because I can't handle you. Of course I can handle you. All I have to do is hold your wrists and just keep you from hitting me or just put my hand in front. Or maybe if 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 I am if you are in my arms, then I would need to put you down so that my hands can be free to stop you. So I'm going to put you down. Magda Gerber used to say, when you say no have your body language and tone reflect no as well. But again, that's not overdoing it with a stern face or a stern attitude. That could be saying, no, I'm not doing that, which is different from, we can't do that, okay? That's not a confident response. What I'm going to be doing more of in the future is, instead of saying firm, I'm going to say, Maybe the three C's, certain, comfortable, confident. Because when I'm certain, I don't have to push it. I don't have to sell you. I don't have to show you how certain I am. I'm certain. No, that's it. My answer is no, and I'm not changing that. I'm certain. And I'm really comfortable. I'm so comfortable that if you say, come on, please, or ask me 50 times, or start screaming, yeah, you're you're not happy with my choice. You're not happy at all. I can say it like that. I'm not afraid to talk about how much you disagree. That's how comfortable I am. So that's the point we want to get to with everything. I'm really comfortable. And to be comfortable, I think, for most of us as parents, you know, we want to please our kids, obviously. I mean, that's one of the reasons we became parents. We want to make our kids really happy. It's really important to know that we can always change our minds comfortably cert with certainty with confidence those 3 c's we can always change our mind so don't be afraid that you're going to make the wrong choice and then be stuck with it just be certain go with it you're not going to make that many wrong choices most of the people listening here would probably err on the side of being too easy with everything and too pleasing with our children so make a choice And you can always change your mind. Ah, you know what? I was thinking about it. And actually, it's fine with me if you want to have grapes before dinner. I thought about it and I made a mistake saying no. Sorry about that. So we always have that freedom. So don't let that stop you. (laughs) There's no excuses. No excuses not to be certain and comfortable and confident. And then really, it doesn't matter, almost doesn't matter what you say. I like the, I won't let you because there's a piece in that that says, don't worry. I'm actually not going to let you do things that anger me or hurt me. Not only do I not want you to do this, but I'm actually not going to even let you do this and I have the power to stop you. So I like the message in that, but it doesn't fit every situation and There's no reason to be afraid of no. There's a lot written about how we should use no sparingly and all of that. I believe in using limits sparingly in the sense that we give our child a lot of freedom in a safe play space, things like that, where we don't have to say, no, don't do this, don't do that. You can't do that. You can't touch this. So I believe our environment should be conducive to less no's and less limits, (laughs) But we're not afraid of saying no, that's not a bad word to say. I hope this is helpful, and I hope it makes sense and maybe sheds a little light on this subject. If you like what you heard, please check out my other podcasts, and both of my books again are available on audio at audible.com. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, we can do this.